What's up, you guys? I'm your host, Michael Swoboda, and this is the Average Alaskan Podcast, the show where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of Alaskan outdoors and life here in Alaska. It's another day, another week, another episode for you guys. Joined, like always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Mr. Sean Love. Yo, what's up, guys? And we're back. I had a promise to you guys. For an interview this week, but we had a little scheduling snafu, so we're going to get that pre-recorded for you guys and scheduled up here in the future. Sorry about that, but we promise to not disappoint. We'll give you guys some quality content today. I'm going to solve all the world's issues and uh, <laughs> sit down and catch up on life. Per usual. Exactly. Masterminds. So if you're here for all the important quality content um, and don't want to hear any doom and gloom or any current events or updates on any cool Alaska stuff, go ahead and uh, skip this episode if you want. I wouldn't because it's going to be a great one. You know, it always is. So uh, Welcome back to the doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So a uh, little, little uh, precursor to this week's episode. So, you know, if you're, if you're not looking for that, you know, don't judge you. You can skip it if you want, but uh, I wouldn't because we're cool and you got nothing better to do. Let's be honest. Yeah. This is <laughs> the sweet sound of her voice. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to have a couple of uh, male adult beverages, a.k.a. whiskeys in the shop. Cheers, brother. And we're going to talk about all things good, bad, and ugly about the world and life and uh, all that fun shit. So <laughs> Shit ain't cheap. <laughs> nope. I went and bought some lead, like a little one ounce jobbies, like nine bucks for a pack of three of them. I was like, fuck. (laughs) Dude, everything. Oh, man. Just (sighs) the recession is real. You know, we don't get our we don't get the official uh, report till the 29th of this month. uh, But I'm sure every normal working individual out there is already aware that uh, the world has gone to shit and uh, we can't afford nothing nowadays, Uh, (laughs) which is unfortunate. So uh, stock the freezers, save your pennies, do what you got to do. If you're struggling out there, keep on keeping on. We'll push through it. You know, we're strong, hearty people. Believe in yourself. You'll be fine. But uh, it is going to get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. Hopefully. Fill up your freezer, especially being here in Alaska. Even if you're not in Alaska, fill up your freezer because that's the best way you can help yourself through this whole time. Cut back on groceries, baby. Eat meat. That's like me and Jordan for the fourth. Oh, yeah. Happy happy Independence Day, guys. Uh, Another Fourth of July, another American birthday in the books. That's right. For uh, Fourth of July, me and Jordan did uh, some halibut cheeks, some fresh red salmon, and some scallops for Mm. dinner. It was a... it Just was quite the, quite the spread. Spent zero dollars on it because it came out of our freezer. So uh, Look at do, that. do that. Fill your freezer and eat like kings. Hey, I ain't hating on it. Can't buy bologna for the same price that I just had that meal. So Crazy. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Can't buy a log of bologna anywhere around here. Right? It was ridiculous. Went, and went to the store today on my lunch break. Got a loaf of bread, a couple jars of peanut butter, and a freaking bottle of whiskey, and a thing of sushi. And it was like 100 bucks. I was just like... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I mean, the whiskey takes a big chunk out of that, but goodness gracious, like God, ugh. can't 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 keep that up. Some things you can live without: bread, peanut butter, whiskey. Mm-mm. Mandatory, mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the heart pumping. Yeah, if it weren't for safer rewards, I'd be broke. <laughs> it's ah, uh, and it's one of those things that whenever I'm grocery shopping, I try not to look at the price because I know I'm gonna have to buy it regardless. Mm-hmm. I try not to be frivolous when I shop. You know, get the, get what I know I'm going to eat, what I need. 
But, you know, when every time you freaking check out, the price goes up, it sucks. It's like, huh, and just, mm. Price goes up and I don't get paid anymore. <laughs> no, if anything less. And, you know, but that's life. Life in America, 2022. It's time to start making it. Start hustling. It's yeah. a hard time to hustle, though. Yeah. It is a hard time because you're trying to fill the freezer at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's a busy time of the year. Like, I just signed up to do uh, some commercial fishing on the side for my future father-in-law. He's uh, He runs a gill netter out of Kenai fishing kind of that Kasilov run for reds and stuff. Um, and I'll be doing that two days a week at least for until I head off to sheep camp, kind of supplementary income and help him out as well. But, uh, yeah, there goes all my free time. So that's, uh, you know, just enough time to work, do that, record the podcast, try and catch some fish myself and get the rest of all the bullshit and got to get done around the house. So yeah, fish and catch on the docket. <laughs> yep. Catching part. Emphasis on the catching part. Yeah. Y'all went out and did a little bit of fishing this weekend, right? Yeah, a little bit of fishing here and there. We went up to Seward, but the old, my brother and my dad kind of blew up main injector line. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting diesel everywhere. They just they made it back. That's good. But I didn't know that until I got to Seward. Yeah. Were they out on a trip with clients when it happened? Of course. Yeah. Of course they were. Happens. So it was like a two-day trip, and they're on their way back, and it's just... is on the way back. I smell diesel. <laughs> yes, you do. Yup. Welcome to owning a big boat. She's a yeah. big pain in the ass. Yeah, they always are. <laughs> Nonstop fucking breaking. Yeah, boat. Break out another thousand. Or a big <laughs> boat, ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. But we love them. You're, you got your eyes on a, on a little boat yourself right now. Yeah, about a it, little huh? bay runner. I just need to drop the dimes on it. Oh. Hey, you buy it, I'll help keep it up. <laughs> I hate that. Fuel ain't cheap these days. Right? I got I got plenty of fishing rods. I got fishing gear I'll throw into the pot. <laughs> Your boy's broke right now, but he'll do whatever he can to make that dream possible for you. Brother. Having boats down here in the peninsula is the only way. Because our freshwater fishing is, we have to drive at least an hour. Yeah. You know, for freshwater fishing, at least an hour. You can drive across to China Poot. Catch up some salmon, which there's a lot of people going over They're there. They're right dip netting head dip dip netting it heavy right now. People are catching good fish. I mean, it's it's running hard right now over there. So we got a couple more years on that. Yeah, I think because did you? I know they were playing with the idea of stopping that run because that was an artificial run that they kind of uh, supplement with hatchery fish, and I know they had had it on the docket for a while to close that run down, and I don't know if it past or not i know it was in the works a couple years ago but reds are four-year fish so there'll be at least two more years of that run coming back regardless but that's uh, i really hope you know i should have followed that a little closer when it was happening i'd never fished that fishery while it was uh the news about it was out so i didn't follow it as good as i should have um but I really hope that fell through because Lord knows we need more opportunities, not less. Um, but, you know, the state's in a big deficit, struggling for money. And so, you know, they got to cut corners somewhere. And unfortunately, sometimes it's uh, out of our freezer space. Yeah. When everyone we know here on the peninsula goes over there. Oh, yeah. If you've got a skiff, effective. you're over there every every summer. Yeah. It's easily the most effective way to get fish. You know, you can snag outside, go up to the falls, and you're over there one day, and you're going to be limited out. No problem. Oh, yeah. And you're talking, you know, six fish a person. 
And yeah. that adds up. I mean, shoot, just the when we went over snagging there earlier this year, we freaking filled up quite a bit. I mean, we ended with something like 21 fish between four of us, and, you know, that's minimum 10 fillets, and we got a good little stash in the freezer. Luckily, that halibut trip went good for us, and we got just picked up a new freezer, a little chest freezer sitting over there in the corner now. Very nice. But, yeah, got it pretty stocked up right now, decent enough at least. So, you know, I'm going to try and go flip for some reds once that second run hits the Kenai on the little bit of time off I get and try and yeah. add add to the freezer. But Check the numbers on Ooh, yeah, fish count, live fish count. Here All right, Kenai River late run sockeye, 2022. We are currently up to 22,000. There on the Kenai? Yep, yep. The, as of the late run, which is on par. Yeah, so which is really average. early for it. Usually, you know, it's firing off at the end of the month. Yeah. That's when, I mean, last year we had record years with, you might be able to see it there on the counts, but I think the biggest day we had was like 132,000 fish in a day or something like that. Yeah. Mad. That's ridiculous. A good day, you know, you're talking 60,000, 70,000 fish a day is a good fishing day. If it hits 90, you're freaking ear-to-ear grinning. But if it breaks, you know, six digits, that's that's crazy. Yeah, there's tons of six-digit days on here. You know, end of July, pretty much. July 25th. Yeah, usually from the 21st to August, like, 5th, it's just firing. Yeah. So we went today, took my grandpa up there. Right there behind uh, Fred Myers is one of the cities. Yeah, one of their big big docks there. And he's a disabled vet, so they get in for free. And so I took him in there, and, you know, he can't put waders on. His legs all jacked up. And so he walks down the ramp, and I'm down there, and my waders landing this fish for him. And it was pretty good. Hooked into a couple. Nothing got caught. (laughs) But, you know, you put in your time, you can catch them. Oh, yeah. But... Here in like two three weeks, it's going to be off. The yeah, chain. right now so. it's the big lull on them. So yeah, you know, just cook, just hooking into some fish is always a good time. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and you loves just going. Oh yeah, just being out this time of the year can't beat it. Especially we finally got some rain uh, on the fourth, <laughs> which a lot of people were bummed about. I didn't mind it too much because we haven't had rain since like December. Yeah, we <laughs> needed it. <too laughs> yeah, bad. exactly. People were like, "Oh my god, it's raining!" I was like, "Quit your bitching." We needed. <laughs> We needed some moisture, and you can just, I mean, you walk outside now, and you can feel the humidity in the air. It just feels nice outside, you know, yeah. nice and cool, and it helps. Everything yeah. likes water. <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> water is necessary. The fish can't drink whiskey, so they need water. So. Yeah, sucks to be them. <laughs> <laughs> the Kisilov, Kisilov dip netting opened on the 30th, I believe. Ooh. And so now they're dip netting up there. I see lots of people run up and down the road with their wheelers and their nets and stuff. That looks like a party. It, <laughs> it's totally a party. <laughs> it's a good time. Everybody's down there. They're all residents down there. Yep. That's a nice thing about that fishery. You know, it's a resident. To dip net, you have to be a resident. So, you know, it cuts down on the pressure a little bit. It's still definitely a busy fishery, but, you know, it's a freezer filler activity, man. We covered a lot of that last week, but, man, that's a great opportunity for anybody trying to get out there and just get some fish especially if you're not too savvy with a rod and reel it's yeah. uh you know kind of idiot proof to it's to an good extent way. good way to put the numbers up and it looks like we got pretty good numbers we're at 120,000 as of right now last year we were at 137 right, so which was about on par like a record year yeah so we're doing pretty good yeah it's a better year than we think heck yeah no one it's getting it's getting close to hunting season, man. I finally got a I got assigned my guide for sheep season uh, the other day. So nice. excited about that! Just kind of getting the last bit of my gear settled and figured out. Uh, 
got to spend my first couple nights in my uh, new uh, chill coop bag this weekend. Was up in Kenai for uh, 4th of July softball tournament, kind of an invitational tournament. That was a, that was a fun time. Uh, we kind of underperformed, unfortunately, in the tournament. Uh, some of the worst softball uh, we've played in a very long time, but it was a blast. Got to spend, you know, some time with some good people. I got to be on a, you know, a different team for the tournament. They invited me up as a, uh, add on player for their team. So that was cool. And got to just hang out with some really, really cool people that, you know, we've known we play in the same league as, uh, Beluga Lake Log. Shout out to those guys. Awesome people out there. Um, but just got to spend some time, get to really get to know them, sit around camp, BS, trade, hunt, and fishing stories. So it was a lot of, a lot of fun. Got me all amped up for sheep season. They had a real successful sheep season last year with three just absolute freaking corker rams, and just got my uh, all my blood pumping. But absolutely sweated my ass off in that new bag. That fifteen degree Chilkoot bag oh, is so nice. It was plenty warm. I mean, it was. It was hot, so, you know, it was definitely overkill on the bag, but wanted to get, you know, get used to it, give it a shot, and, you know, it was it was toasty. It was definitely comfy, but, you know, wake up in the morning, just drenched. I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> like, in between your legs is just so <laughs> Yeah, stompy. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, a, it was a sweet rig, and, you know, still just testing out that sleeping pad. Really enjoyed that. You know, definitely a bulkier sleeping pad, but, man, that – Four inches of cush is oh worth every penny. No, exactly. Not super heavy, and you know I'm still playing with the idea if I'm going to end up packing my uh, Nemo Philo pillow for sheep season or not. But I think I'm going to pack it just because three. You know, if I was doing my own hunt, just like if I was doing a ten fourteen day hunt myself and just trying to go uber light. I ditch it and just, you know, crumple up a puffy or something, but I'm going to be spending three months out there. So that pillow is going to come in handy. I'm going to just, you know, suck it up, carry the extra whatever, eight ounces or whatever yeah, it is. Some of those creature comforts, you know, a little home feel. Oh, yeah. Keep the neck from being completely cricked the whole season. <laughs> uh, about ready to buy Jordan one, though, because we, you know, get in the tent. She's like, oh, I forgot a pillow. Can I have yours? <laughs> I was like, it's all that coming. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Like I tell you every time, bring your own damn pillow. <laughs> no, but it was a good time. She got instant karma. She uh, was adjusting the uh, air in her pad and forgot to <laughs> close the close the valve, and so woke up on the ground. <laughs> Stupid, dummy, dummy, big dumb, dummy. Let me tell you, it happens more times than you think. <laughs> you let too much air out in the middle of the night, and you're like laying on the ground. You're like, nope. I ain't feeling it back up. <laughs> nope, you just got to eat that bullet. You try to, like, lay as equally on it as possible <laughs> so you're not laying on the ground. Your ass is touching the ground. Yep. Yeah, I've no. been there. I've fucking done that. <laughs> oh, man. But, shoot, what crazy uh, what crazy shit's been happening in the world lately? There's been a bunch of freaking... Alaska news. Roads washed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you plan on driving the Alcan, guess what? You can't. Um, she's closed for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, right outside, I believe, right outside of Watson City. Yep. By China Hot Springs. Yep. Big old... Um, Big old river washout took out a massive chunk of the road, and it is completely impassable, and it'll probably be so until next summer because I don't see them getting that fixed before the ground freezes this year. So if you're trying to come up, uh, you are now down to the Seward Alcan or the Seward Kaziar Highway up out of Washington going through um, British Columbia. Yeah, that's right, British Columbia. I was like, I, I think that's the wrong, uh, <laughs> wrong country. No, but uh, wrong Canada. province. <laughs> uh, 
but no, up through BC, beautiful drive. Did that uh, this last uh, spring, you think so? Yeah, a year ago. Beautiful drive, but that's our only option now. There's uh, two roads into Alaska, and one of them's broken. So uh, How crazy is that? If dude? you have an RV, uh, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the only way in is boat, plane, or one of two roads. <laughs> yeah, so that that was crazy. So that we got that going on. I'm curious to see how that goes. There's been Alaska's just getting hammered with infrastructure like seward had that huge landslide this winter that they took them like a month and a half with absolute massive excavators to get that cleared yeah the biggest excavators i've ever seen Mm. and we watched them blast it from the boat oh yeah nuts (laughs) that's crazy that's awesome no that was a big deal no and it's that's something up here we don't have a lot of roads and when they get blocked it causes a lot of issues for sure (laughs) overturned semi there for a week oh yeah no it's it can be tough but no we got that going on um did you see there's a uh, senator out of Georgia that's trying to uh, repeal the Pittman Robertson Act. Did I you saw see that? that. What a freaking. Because hmm. they. I'm torn on. Well, I'm not torn on it. I'm 100% pro Pittman Robertson Act, but. It's basically, there's a, there's a lot of shooters out there, a lot of competitive shooters, yes. a lot of target shooters, a lot of just, you know, hobby gun enthusiasts out there that don't do any hunting fishing you know they're there to shoot they enjoy shooting and that is one of the things that is under that 10 percent excise tax for the Pittman robertson act it's been that way for a long time and they see it as an infringement on the second amendment which my thing is it hasn't been an issue in the past i see it as just kind of trying to clout chase for being pro 2a which i'm pro 2a hell yeah absolutely but uh Find a different battle to fight because that is not the one in my eyes. You know, trying to the Pittman Robertson Act does so much good for wildlife, wild places, and you know it's kind of the cornerstone of our conservation model. And without that, a lot of things wouldn't be the way they are they the way they are now. And I just I hope that gets shot down in a blaze of glory. Um, You know, and it just the way the way he came out and phrased it. It just, to me, come, there's a lot of ignorance in Definitely. it. In my, like, it just, because anybody that knows what's going on with that can understand that it's not, it's not attacking the Second Amendment. It's, you know, a 10% tax. That's a, that's a big tax. I'm, sure. you know, generally anti-tax. I'm anti-big government. I'm kind of a let me do my thing type of person. Well, you live in Alaska. Exactly. That's the sole reason why most people live in Alaska. But it's one of the few times that the government put in a tax. You know, old Teddy Roosevelt was a pretty freaking good dude, and he, you know, had a decent idea. And it actually got put to good use. You know, our wildlife numbers are higher than they've ever been for most animals. You know, the, the, that ta- those tax dollars are, you know, they're, what's the word I'm looking for? They can't be used for bullshit. Which is nice, you know. There's always tax dollars that get squandered here and there, but that's the few, you know, one of the few cases where they actually get put to good use. And I would absolutely hate to see it go away because the process of getting something new enacted would be an absolute shit show and wouldn't happen for probably ten years if it ever happened again. And so that's something I just hope freaking never gets touched. At least 
you know, at least not over something as silly as thinking it's an attack on the Second Amendment. Yeah. Well, and you could see that as um, Second Amendment kind of like virtue signaling to a certain majority or minority. Mm-hmm. And never step back in conversation. Once they take some, they're going to take more. Yeah. That's the, that's the government's motto. Give them some, they're going to keep taking. Yeah. I think it's just the way it's phrased, it's just. It's dishonest because there are a lot of people out there that, I mean, even hunters and anglers that don't know what the Pittman-Robertson Act is. And uh, I guess, you know, dude, just a quick brief on this. It's basically there's, it's an excise tax, which is, it's it's taxed on the distributors of outdoor equipment. So whether you're buying camping gear, hunting gear, fishing gear, you know, kayaks, any type of outdoor equipment, ammo, guns. There's a 10% tax, um, and I could be off on the exact numbers, but, you know, we're just going to go with 10% for this. Uh, 10% tax, it's taken off the top. You don't see it when you swipe your card or anything. It's already been taxed once it gets to the shelf. So if you're buying a rifle for $500, it's not like you're paying $550. The companies that built it were taxed that $50 or, you know, whatever, you know, however that works on their end, and then they you know, make their price on it. And that money goes directly to conservation. I think last year the Pittman-Robertson Act was responsible for over $1 billion. Uh, and that's in one year. And that's only through the purchase of outdoor equipment, gear, uh, licenses, that type of stuff. And there's a lot of people that don't understand that. And if you phrase it as, you know, this is an attack on your Second Amendment, this is an attack on, you know, your liberties, your rights. And, you know, the way he phrases it, he's not necessarily wrong because it is a right of the people to bear arms. It is, you know, the right to have guns and ammo. And the way he words it is basically this is a tax on that. Any tax on something that's your right is wrong, yada, 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 which in a lot of ways I agree with and I believe. But it's just in a very dishonest way of, you know, anybody that supports the Pittman-Robertson Act, I can promise you 95% of them, if not more, believe in the Second Amendment and will support that wholeheartedly as well. It's just one of those kind of, you know, necessary evils we need that tax to you know protect wetlands to plant sheep in mountains to maintain trails to keep boat ramps open all that kind of stuff that we use on a daily basis whether you're just hiking camping hunting fishing shooting it's all stuff we use and i just like i just hate the way it's worded it's just not they're looking at it as an attack on your rights, attack mm. on your liberties. You know, you're given this right, and you're like, well, you can't tax something. It's a God-given. It's an inalienable right. Yeah. In the Constitution, the Second Amendment right. They're just trying to tax, it's as simple as it gets, taxing your rights, which, at the end of the day, they tax tons of shit. I don't necessarily agree with most of it, because I am a limited government kind of guy, kind of a libertarian ass look at it. And I don't think anything, like income tax, property tax, you're never going to own anything because you're going to pay property tax on it for until you die and give it to someone else. Then they pay property tax on it. You're never going to own it. But an attack on conservation is an attack on where you live. It's an attack on everyone. Mm. Because everyone who enjoys outside, enjoys going to the boat launch and fishing off docks and things like that, it's truly an attack on that. Yeah. And the way I see it, it's, you know, kind of biting the hand that feeds you type of thing. Sure. It's like there's much better battles to fight than 
it's you know there's always you know it's kind of a cliche but every party fights within themselves and it's like if you would just you know fight the bad guy which you know not saying not trying to put it in political terms but you know if you every movement has a quote-unquote bad guy and if you focus on fighting them you'd get stuff done i see this as all you know this side of our own group is using this and exploiting this we shouldn't have to pay for the things they enjoy and it's like hey 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 we're all here on the same team you know i'm sorry we're you know we're chipping in you know you're chipping in for that you might not hunt you just like to shoot and whatnot that tax dollars do does go to things that i enjoy that i love that i want protected but it's just like there's fight a different battle like that's not the hill to die on it's you know a step backwards in my mind you know and I just rouse me up. It's a tax I don't mind paying. Exactly. One of the few that I don't mind paying. Yes. But at the end of the day, not everyone thinks the same way I do. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part is not everybody thinks the same. Everybody's got a butthole, you know, yep. it's the same way. They all stink. They all stink. Everybody's got an opinion. So I, yes, I understand it. Do I agree with it? No. Because I think it's, it's definitely a necessary evil. Yeah. Conservation wise, for sure. Exactly. No, that was forgot where. I think I heard that on Joe Rogan today, but um, that was something that had flown under my radar. And I was like, and especially coming out of Georgia, I was like, come on, Georgia. <laughs> of all places. Yeah, y'all, y'all got some squirrels down there. Y'all got some big red squirrels. Come on. <laughs> squirrel hunter. <laughs> Save the squirrels. Some chicken fried squirrels, good. <laughs> Can't say I've ever eaten a squirrel. Hey, it's pretty good. Don't knock it to you. Uh, these Alaska squirrels, they ain't too small. A little skimpy. <laughs> Holy cow. But, you know, you get the big gray squirrels or some red squirrels down south, they're pretty oh, yeah. good. You, I, 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 I don't. Small dogs. I don't mind some squirrel. But, no, that's just uh, one of the few. Terrible things happening in the world. Well, think about what would you what would you do instead? Say you were a lawmaker, and this this does happen, and it does go through. What would you do instead? So if so, we're saying theoretically, Pittman Robertson Act's gone. We have to replace it. Is that what you're saying? I or mean, how am I? I'm fighting for Pro Two A. What other battle am I fighting right now? I see. They'll never get rid of it completely. There's no way because that's just ridiculous, Mm -hmm. which ridiculous crap happens all the time. I shouldn't say that. It's not logical at the end of the day. It's not logical to to trash it completely. They would probably take it off fire, the sale of firearms and the sale of ammunition and things Mm -hmm. like that. Things that are not strictly hunting, but nothing is strictly hunting, even selling camping gear. An MSR tent, like... MSR Mountain you know, Mountain Safety Research. That's the name of the brand. They're a mountaineering brand. They're designed for you know mountaineering, backcountry climbing, backcountry camping. But you know the difference between backcountry camping and backcountry hunting <coughs> is a weapon in my hand and a tag in my pocket. At the end of the day, like yeah. it's the same. You know, same same. And that's the unfortunate thing because you know I don't go out down to the range with a you know. Uh, precision rifle, you know, three thirty eight Lapua, but I go down to the range with my, you know, tricked out three hundred Win Mag, which is, you know, one and the same. I just use it for as a lightweight platform for backcountry hunting, opposed to a heavier platform for precision target shooting. And you know, it's hard to distinguish those two because I would, you know, I would volunteer that ten percent all day long on my purchase of that rifle. 
if I knew it was going to conservation when somebody who's buying it strictly to do some PRS stuff um, or just to, you know, go shoot with the family at the range and they would, you know, opt out of that, you know, type of thing. So it's like lots of people have guns and don't hunt handguns, especially lots of people have guns and don't hunt. Lots of people own tents that don't hunt. Mm-hmm. Lots of people own camping equipment and don't hunt backpacks, whatever, and don't hunt mm-hmm. or fish or do any of that stuff. So I get it, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, screw you. I like it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I just my thing is I don't see in our modern political environment and just the way the world is. Not saying that it's the factor of our current political situation or anything, but just the way the world is now to get something passed like the Pittman Robertson act. I don't, I just don't see it going through, you know, at least not in the scope that it is now to where I see if that were to get, you know, pulled out some, whatever the, whatever it is that would replace it wouldn't be nearly as adequate as what's already in place. No. And even if you did, Say they repeal it, and they're going to put something else instead. You're going to have so many dog ears on on that next bill at the end of the day. Mm. Make it for sale of anything. Well, if you don't attach it to firearm sales, you can't attach it to, you know, sleeping bag sales. Yeah, because then your campers don't want, you know, your through hikers aren't going to want it. You know, it just, it opens that can of worms. It's, you know, everybody hates the term slippery slope, but, I mean, we see it in kind of the Roe v. Wade stuff right Mm now. Uh, Me and Jordan have been talking about that a lot lately because it's kind of opened up stuff for, uh, you know, the option for re-looking at the right for gay marriage and stuff like that because it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's started a ball rolling downhill and you never know what's going to get, you know, what's going to grab onto that ball as it rolls, you know, a snowball rolling downhill grows. And that's what I see this as is, you know, the second, you know, you got to put it on the docket and get everybody on page with it. The world's so divided, you know, the U.S. is so divided as is to where everybody's going to want their little, you know, cut out for it. And all of a sudden it's going to be one tenth of what it is. And then you're going to see, you know, huge cutbacks on everything that we love in, you know, the outdoor space. And it's just, and it, people don't think, you know, they're like, well, What's it going to impact? You know, if you don't, you don't have a billion dollars, but you've got a hundred million, that's still a lot of money, right? It's like, yes, but you know how many boat ramps are around America, how many trailheads, how many, you know, of all the new water reservoirs they're putting in for, or don't, I forget what they call them, bubblers and stuff for like sheep up in the mountains, stuff like that. There's just so many projects that aren't, don't have enough funding as is, and then you're going to cut it, you know, by 90 percent and it's just you know it's one of those tough ones and i just feel like that's one of the few laws and taxes that i am wholeheartedly wholeheartedly behind which is very few on the list of things that i believe in and i'm just like really come on and it like i could see it coming from you know like an animal rights group or something like that more than like the pro 2a side of things that's what that's what really bums me because it feels like friendly fire in a way you know and it just it's it's tricky well it's a lot of congressmen and things that you've elected for certain reasons you know Mm -hmm. whatever your reasons are that you see 
talking on it. And you're like, well, what the hell? That's not why I voted for you. What the hell? Yep. You know, just even mentioning it and talking about it, you're like, why? Why, we, why are we even acknowledging this? I understand. Yeah. I don't know. Mixed feelings. <laughs> right. That's like. It's a touchy subject. There was a Tundra Talk had a good discussion about um, the board of, board of game and uh, the way they do stuff here in Alaska. Because a lot of Alaska land's federal. Yep. And like the federal subsistence board, it, they don't have to report to anybody. They get to make all their decisions in house. And, you know, we get to like, we both called in on the most recent, uh, what was it? Uh, 19, a, the closure out in, uh, West, Western Alaska, there's a caribou migration out there. And, there, the subsistence board was claiming the the due to non-resident impact hunting in or hunting influence was impacting the caribou migration in the area, making it harder for resident Alaskans the you know rely on that uh, herd for their meat through the winter. It was making it more difficult for them, which wasn't backed by science in a lot. A lot of ways, very few voices were for the closure, but those voices were very important voices in that subsistence board. And they don't have to, no matter how much public content or um, comment they get, you know, how much pushback they get. At the end of the day, that board doesn't have to report to anybody. They don't have to disclose anything. They get to make the rulings the way they want to make them. And we saw the closure happen. And I forgot where I was going with this, uh, but um, it's just goodness. Where 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 did we get started with? They this? have no no one to oversee them. Yeah. They have quite literally limitless power. At the end of the day, if the board's what the board says goes. Yeah, and so when we do have the opportunity to vote on something and to elect individuals to represent us. And then we see it kind of going negative against us. And I mean, not necessarily. I'm sure there's a lot of people, you know, there's obviously a lot of people to back it or else it wouldn't be, you know, getting proposed and pushed into the house to get voted on and this and that. So, you know, there's obviously people behind it, but it's one of those things that, you know, if you don't speak about it, if you don't bring it up, if you don't discuss it like this, like it goes on deaf ears, if you don't explain it to people, things change and once... You know, once laws are written, they don't get unwritten very easy, you know. Yeah. Once once there's new stuff, there it stays there for a real long time. And I don't know, it's just one of those things. So hopefully hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh we'll definitely stay stay on top of that, try and keep you guys updated on that as best as we can. You know, I try and keep my head out of the political prop wash as much as possible because it's not good for my personal mental health i know that for a darn fact (laughs) but it is important to a lot of people and it's important to us because it directly impacts us so we're going to do our best to kind of stay in the loop on all that but no i wanted to bring up a little bit i don't want to go too deep into it because it's definitely a divisive topic but uh uh what's your feelings on the whole roe v wade deal where where do you see this headed Uh. Where where do you see the future for this. Here we go again, talking about constitutional rights. <laughs> um, well, touchy subject. I, I'm on the, the end of things. I grew up more conservative, and so I don't necessarily believe in that. But at the other end of the spectrum, I'm also pretty libertarian now, and I think anybody should be able to do whatever the hell they want at the end of the day. But 
when it comes to Roe v. Wade, it was a poor decision. Poor decision then. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg was like, "That's not great." It was a poor decision. Poor decision making on their part. But pressure at the time said, "Yeah, we're on it. No problem." And they made it happen. I I see giving power back to the states as a good thing and a bad thing because there are some states that are ultra-conservative, Utah being one of them. The second Roe v. Wade gets overturned, abortions will be completely banned in the state. Like, entirely. Whether it's medical or whatever, completely banned. And I don't see that being a good thing, by any means. Because there are exceptions to the rules. There always will be, and there always... Forever. There's always an exception to the rule. When something happens, you know, there's a rape or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't... <sighs> touchy subject for me. <laughs> I, I just don't see it being a good thing... But it's more manageable when you get it down to the state level. I also don't support people like going under the cover, you know, flying, getting illegal, quote unquote, illegal abortions, and then at, I don't know. It's a hard, hard subject for me to talk about. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those super tri- like because like f- the way I see it, like from a, like a thirty thousand foot view, at the end of the day, like me and you are dudes. So like <laughs> that's, a, that's that's also a great that's why it's Which, hard to talk about right is this, so like truly our opinions are kind of like a little bit worthless in the whole discussion but I I agree a lot with uh, kind of what you said like me at a kind of my my basis with what I believe in uh, I'm a small government guy I believe the states should have a lot more power than the federal government in most situations so me and Jordan were discussing this because she. You know, she's a more, you know, liberal female and she is a very, you know, huge supporter, Roe v. Wade. Totally, totally get that. Totally understand that. And we were discussing it and I, she was asking, you know, kind of my opinions on everything with it. And, you know, I told her, I was like, well, at the end of the day, I'm a dude and I don't speak on a lot of things to begin with. And this is definitely the last one I should speak on in general because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not my body and it's not my decision to be made. Um, I believe, like you kind of said, as, you know, kind of a libertarian libertarian stance on it. You know, I think everybody should be able to make their own decisions, especially when it comes to their own body. So I think that's definitely a, a step backwards with, uh, you know, basically telling people that they can't, you know, can't do that. It's illegal in a lot of states. Like mm-hmm. we saw, you know, a lot of states had... Uh, uh, what what were they called? Trigger laws, where yeah. as soon as it gets overturned, it's you know they had laws set in place to uh, act on that. The second it gets changed, that in state that it would be completely outlawed, and it creates a whole can of worm of issues where now you're going to have uh, effectively a traveling uh, abortion economy where there's because there's you know on the other hand of the you know other side of the hand there's states that have you know it grandfathered in to where it'll always be legal and it's going to create all kinds of issues. Cause now you've got States looking to incriminate individuals for crossing state lines to get mm-hmm. abortions or this and that. And once again, I see it as one of those where we have much larger issues at hand where, yeah. you know, trying to prosecute a doctor or a individual that's in an, an extremely tough circumstance, you know, facing the worst day of their life. And now they potentially have to face prosecution on the whole deal. 
just because they're trying to better their own life, you know, and like with everything, there's, you know, I'm very much so I've always been this way. You know, I think abortions are necessary in a lot of instances, but also like at eight months, like that's a fucking baby. <laughs> but, yeah, like, would but, I ever do it? No, not willingly. Then again, I'm not carrying the child. Is it up to me? And if the old lady wanted to split, I'd love to have the child. Just because I'm, I made that bed, I'm willing to take that decision. Mm-hmm. But there are instances. Like it, not every shoe fits. You know, mm-hmm. you can't say one thing and then have it cover everything else. So, But I do agree with having it at the state level. I think federal government, the dirty F word, federal, I don't, <laughs> I don't agree with it. I don't. Having it at the state level, you're more effective and you can more have a greater impact on your state rather than federally voting. Yep. That having vote for president. Go ahead, make your vote. Most people don't vote because they don't think it matters. Because fuck doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> right. We still try to figure that one out. <laughs> I'll vote in local, state, because I feel like my vote counts more. Why do you call in on the, cl- the, the, board, the closure so, yeah. up north because hearing your voice at a local level matters more and that's my personal opinion yeah i think everything should be left up to the states if you don't want to live there don't live there i you don't catch me living in california <laughs> for yeah. good reason yep no that's a real tricky one i didn't didn't really want to bring it up but it's just one of those huge uh you know it's it's a huge national debate right now and you know everybody's got very you know, very set opinions on it. So I don't, I didn't want to, didn't want to offend any listeners by bringing it up by any means, but I definitely wanted to give you guys kind of our input yeah, on, it, on the whole deal. And comes down to money, man. Yeah. It's all it is, is it comes down to money. People don't want to give up their federal tax dollars to abortion clinics, but if your state's okay with it, you get a state tax, yep. it can go to that. But a lot of people are like, well, I don't want part of my income tax going to abortion clinic. Yeah. And it I goes right back to like the two way stuff. Same it's, thing. That's yeah. why I I understand where they're coming from. I get it. But then again, that's my opinion, no. which don't fucking matter at all. <laughs> that I agree with it. And so someone could be the other the opposite direction on Roe v. Wade. Yep. No, exactly. It's just one of those super muddy things and it's unfortunately, I mean, we're gonna see it's gonna be, you know, in every news line, every headline for the next you know, probably easy 10 years if nothing gets moved on. Cause unfortunately right now the Democrat democratic side of the party, uh, or democratic side, the Democrats, uh, aren't really doing anything, but trying to fundraise off of it. And it's, you know, unfortunate. One of those things where the kind of traditional, uh, conservative Christian right is very well organized, has a lot of, you know, money and they're very, they're very mission oriented and this has been a mission of theirs for a very long time and they accomplished it and the left or, you know, the democratic side had their option, you know, their chance right now to make a lot of push, a lot of, you know, we're coming into med midterms. They could have swayed a lot of voters and all they're really doing is kind of asking for money. And yeah, uh, that's is, a wrong fucking way to go about that. But the thing is, it was at the Supreme Court level. The Supreme Court made that decision. Nobody voted on it. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. It was at a Supreme Court level, and it was a Supreme Court decision. There was no swaying, no money involved. Mm-hmm. It was a Supreme Court decision. And they made that decision. They're like, it's unconstitutional. We'll leave it up to the states. It's a state decision. I think everything should be left up to the states. 
So is money involved? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. No, I, I meant more like that it's been a like it's been a oh, ever since Roe, grab. Well, ever since Roe v. Wade had been enacted, that was the sole like the yeah. that the kind of Christian right is a small political group, but they are very tight knit within themselves and very organized, very, you know, mission driven mm-hmm. toward that's been, you know, their whole goal. they they vote based on that. And, and, you know, they voted to get these Supreme court justices in and they, they did what they were trying to do. And that's where I just see where the left is completely fallen asleep and let this kind of slip by. Cause uh, they haven't, they haven't done anything. They've spoken up against it as in, this is bad. This is crazy. Give us $15 and we'll get more yeah. Democrats in the house. It's like, dude, you have a freaking, you, you have the house, the Senate and the freaking president right now. And you ain't doing shit. So it's like- very, they're very split and they've been disorganized for a while. They've been very disorganized. Unlike the right, but you're going to see this two way thing come up and that's where the divide grows. Exactly. So we all have our, opinions and see where our, our votes lie. Yeah. And I think this is going to, I was watching uh breaking points, which is a great uh, independent political news source. Uh, I implore everybody listening to go check them out. Great people. Crystal and Saga over there give opinions on both sides of the, you know, spectrum, both sides of the aisle. Um, and Sagar had a great take on it. And he thinks this is going to be a kind of a turning point for the entire political right. Because, that you know religious right this has been what their has been their motivator for a long time and now capturing that base is going to be extremely difficult plus it puts a lot of kind of your corporate republicans who don't necessarily share those same beliefs but are willing to just kind of sign off on it because as long as they sign off on it the religious right will go with all their tax breaks and everything they need uh but now it's they don't have necessarily that equal ground and it's going to make a lot of people have to when you know things come up voting it comes the nut cutting man exactly there's going to be a lot of people that have to put their true beliefs out there and they're going to lose a lot of support or have to you know sell out to try and capture that little voting population and stuff and it's going to be a a squirrely time. That's like I. This whole upcoming election is going to be a squirrely time because I, I hate politics so much. But uh, we fucking we in a squirrely spot. <laughs> well, you want to talk about local politics in the state of Alaska? One third, I believe it's one third. One third of our legislative is either retiring or resigning. One third. It's a big. That's a lot. Big chunk. And the question is. Why? What's happening? Why? Code was long. I get that. They're like, well, my life's uh, short. Because the stock market's going down, so all that insider trading is no longer useful. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Suspicious activity. Nancy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's fucking, ah, man, I, I'm not looking forward to 2024. I'm, <sighs> Joe's, Joe says he's going to run again. I don't think that yeah, I, I can I can sum that up in one word as take your seat <laughs> introduce yourself oh and I just oh I just don't want to see the Cheeto man versus grandpa I just I just don't want to yeah. see that election well we've again. seen both sides of the spectrum was the hardest part we've seen 
And I don't necessarily consider Donald Trump to be far right by any means. I consider him to be an old school Democrat, if anything. Mm -hmm. He made firearm reform. He made gun reform. And we see the other thing with the other, the exact opposite, polar opposite with Uncle Grandpa. (laughs) So at the end of the day, we've seen both ends of the spectrum and we've seen what both of them give us. One has been worse than the other. And that's blatantly obvious. You like him or hate him, it's blatantly obvious. And so I think we're going to end up on the opposite side of the spectrum this next run. Oh, without it, the the Democratic Party is going to have a huge uphill battle, especially if they put Joe Biden on the ticket again. Uh, personally, I wouldn't like to see – I wouldn't like to see – I'd hate to see Joe Biden in office again because, one uh, – He's mentally compromised. There's no way to, you know, I don't mentally care. Mentally and financially. Like, yeah, facts. <laughs> Let's be honest. Because well, it's just, there's no way to get around it. The dude's, I mean, he's closing in on 80 years old. He's gone, undergone three or four brain surgeries. The dude, he he's not all there. Like, it doesn't, you know, even CNN's calling him out on it. Like, it's just one of those obvious things. <laughs> and, you know, I put it in the way, if your grandma or grandpa had a stroke and couldn't talk right, would you want them running the, you know, most dominant power in the world? You don't trust them at home alone by themselves. Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of people that'll just turn a blind eye to that because he's not Donald Trump. Yeah. And I understand the hatred for Donald Trump. There's a lot of people out there that would freaking do anything to keep him out of office. Um, You know, whether you hate him or like him, uh, the world was in a better place when he was in office. Um, My thing, I wouldn't want to see him in office just due to the fact the way he divides the country. Because there is so many people that would kill their first son to keep him out of the office. And that's not a good thing to have. (laughs) Which isn't a good thing for the country. But unfortunately, he's got such a base behind him. And, you know, which if he runs... He's he if he were to run, he'd be the only thing that gives Joe Biden a chance to win because yeah. there's such a large party of people that would vote for literally a dog turd over Donald Trump. Everyone, uh, everyone was like, "He's not who my, he wasn't my first pick, <laughs> but he's not Donald Trump." And you're just like, "Damn, <laughs> exactly." Like I didn't vote for Donald Trump either, but that was a vote for him. Right. And it's just like I. I this is the year. I'm telling you, we need a good third party candidate, and they got a chance. I'm not saying they'll win, but they Let's got a this. fucking chance. The two party system broken <laughs> has been broken for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, because it's just a race to the bottom. You've got to appease your most radical individuals, right and left, and so you got to say the most ridiculous shit to capture that audience because that's the most vocal audience. And then everybody left in the middle, every logical thinker has to pick between two necessary evils and then it just you end up in the situation that we're in so i'd love to see like a tulsi gabbard or oh yeah tulsi gabbard's the beans right it it, it checks every box that the dems want but they're just like no uncle (laughs) uncle grandpa fucking child sniffer can't spell his abcs (laughs) (laughs) the guy's fucking he's just Getting old for the ages, man. He's he was around during civil rights. <laughs> Let's be honest. He remembers black and white water fountains. Oh, oh, but don't get you wrong. This is the best economy we've had since the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah, the new speaker they have, unbelievable. This is the best economy. Gas is at seven bucks a gallon. Did you see the? 
Oh man, they once again off of breaking points had a freaking reel of just a bunch of her gas. There was one question and she was like, Oh yeah, one second. It's been a while since somebody's asked this question. It took like a thirty second pause and you just hear her flipping through a binders like whoosh, whoosh, just looking for an answer. And I'm just like, Oh my god. And then they asked, like, you know, asked about Joe Biden's health and whatnot. Oh my! It was Don Lemon off of CNN who asked her this, and uh, that's when you know things are bad. When, yeah, uh, CNN, <laughs> the Lemon you know, himself back. And she, oh my gosh, Don! I don't know why you're even asking this question. We were just down in Arizona, and I couldn't even keep up with him. He's the he's the president of the country. He's got so much energy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude. We just watched him fall off a bike on national television. He just went to a union meeting, you know, had a cue card of exactly what to do, holding it backwards, couldn't spell his own name type of thing. And it's like, you know, it's just what what irritates me the most is it's just blatant lying. They think the, you know, the U.S. people are ignorant to the world. And it's just like. It's because a lot not, are. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, there's a lot of stupid people, but we ain't that dumb. Like, we can. <laughs> well, and a lot of people don't care. I think there's a lot of people who just don't care. That And that's a big problem of it, yeah. honestly, because, you know, as long as they get their paycheck, whatnot, a lot of, you know, especially your you know, upper middle class, they're bringing in, you know, 300 to half a million dollars a year, $7 a gallon for gas. You know, it sucks, but uh, at the end of the day, they drive a Tesla anyway. So it's like, you know, nothing against Tesla. Electric vehicles are dope, but we don't have charging stations in Alaska, so that's a bummer. Yeah, no way I'm driving to Anchorage. (laughs) To charge your car. Yeah. Be Baja and down the beach in a Tesla. No freaking way. (laughs) No, it's freaking. It's just, (sighs) there's no real good option anymore. The whole system's broken at the end of the day. But could you tell me, remember there was the uh, mail-in ballot for Don Young's seat. Could you tell me one of those 40 people that were on that ballot? Didn't even look at it. <laughs> there is not enough state. We have, what, Alaska Daily News and Michael Duke's show. <laughs> That's it we all for, we have for Alaska News. Yeah. I think your local representation is more important than anything oh yeah that's you know do what you can locally vote on your you know your city council your you know your school boards that stuff you're going to impact your own community a lot more than you will anything else and at the national level you just kind of got to freaking hold on and ride that wave because there's not a lot a single individual can do and unless you're you know got a degree in political science and you're willing to go through that gauntlet yourself and sell your you know your soul to the devil to play that game you can't really make a lot of uh, a lot of headway in that direction which is it's unfortunate because there's a lot of a lot of great people out there that would make great presidents you know but they don't want that job murdered in a heartbeat (laughs) and that job sucks like it's not you know it doesn't you know it doesn't pay super awesome you know it pays well but for uh private sector you know elon musk is worth how much money uh he could i'm sure he'd make a great president but uh for whatever three hundred thousand dollars a year and for the most stressful job and have your entire life pick picked apart every detail of your past picked apart it ain't worth it you know grab one lady by the pussy you know (laughs) (laughs) No, because you could get, you know, like a Tulsi Gabbard, Jocko Willing ticket. Be oh, amazing. Oh, dude. Be amazing. Jocko. But guess what? Neither yeah. of those people want it because, they're you know, Tulsi had her shot. The Dems freaking shot themselves in the foot with that. 
And then somebody like Jocko, they're too busy doing amazing things in the private sector, and they, you know, they're not going to deal with that. Somebody like a Joe Rogan figure, some people hate him, some people love him. He'd be better than both of them, I'd promise you that, because at least he'd build a good team around himself. Uh, But that motherfucker don't want to deal with that bullshit. No, No, it's just a broken system. Yeah. Listen to Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership. Awesome. It makes me fucking juiced every time I listen to it. It's an eight-hour audio book, but... Hey, that ain't bad. That's only eight hours. I should listen to that. That's a one... I can knock that out of the day at work. There's a lot of war (laughs) stories, and it's it's awesome. It's really good. No. They just officially finally launched the clothing line over there at Origin. I know. I will have to say, I'm not a huge fan of the camo pattern, though. It kind of looks like uh, Under Armour's. A little bit, yep. It's... If you took Under Armour's, but then you added, like, the... Camo colors from the Korean War, like the <laughs> like the Korean tiger camo. Yeah. It's kind of like a more modern version of that, which it doesn't look bad. But Sitka, I do like Sitka's camo, man. I will say that I think Sitka's got the best color palette um, for Alaska. I you know I wear Kuyu's Verde. I I dig it. It's not the greatest, not the worst. Under Armour's yeah decent. They're more yeah you know. I just want something made in the USA. Yeah, facts. There's a Forlo, I think that's how you say it, Mm -hmm. F-O-R-L-O-H. They've got some stuff coming out. I just, I don't know, I haven't got completely behind them yet. They're just, they don't seem to be quite, you know, backcountry oriented, which is no problem with that. There's a small demographic of the outdoors community. Um, They do have a cool technology, like a kind of like a search beacon uh, implemented technology through their uh, camo pattern it's kind of like essentially like an inlaid like reflective uh, cool. uh deal for you know finding you if you're fucked off in the mountains so that that's cool but i don't know i haven't they haven't sold me yet i definitely i'd love to try some of the origin stuff they've got a cool deal going up there i really like you know their plants up there in maine jocko takes care of those people really well and i'm sure it's gonna be you know primo quality stuff he's got you know plenty of influential individuals in the in the community so i'm sure that's going to be something that you see on everybody's you know instagram every you know every big you know influencer out there will probably be carrying a piece of that origin gear which good on them i completely support american made so that's awesome but uh already kind of committed to the Kuyu brand, unfortunately, at this point. Yeah. Uh, once I get some more money, maybe uh, I'll venture out, but they give me a great discount. So. <laughs> and hand the discount. Right. right. That's like I got to pick up a set of rain gear and a set of puffy gear before heading off to sheep camp still. So got that sitting in the old cart, another grand worth of shit. Me too. Right. Yeah. That list never gets shorter. No. <laughs> as much as I look at it, it's never, it doesn't buy itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, well, it's, you know, it's there. Love to love to add gear. So, slowly yeah. but surely. A little bit at a time. Yeah. Maybe but, we'll yeah. reach out. Hey, Jocko, if you're listening, we know you are. He's not. I like um, <laughs> Send us some shit. We'll try it out. <laughs> I think listening to his books made me a better person. Yeah. I think so. Dude's a freaking, he's the real deal. For sure. Extreme ownership, man. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I'm like at work or even in my family. I'm like, if you just own it, if you just own it and get over it and don't blame others and 
start taking personal responsibility. Yeah. And if you want things to change, take personal responsibility for it. Yeah. If you don't care, then don't care. It's a great sentiment to live by because yeah. a lot of people should, t- you know, because it's something, you know, through football and sports my whole life that was, you know, very similar. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, if you're cheating yourself, you know, if if you're cheating, your, if you're cutting reps, you're doing anything, all you're doing is cheating yourself, you're cheating your team, you know, take ownership for what you're doing, what you can. Oh. You Sorry about that, guys. A cardinal sin. I know. Goodness gracious, old Zachary Kudlow hit me up. Zachariah. He probably needs me to go mow the softball fields. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> give him a call back here in a bit. Um, here, let me put that on silent real quick. Yeah, I just silenced my phone. I know. Filthy I animal. You watched me do it. All right. Hey, I, I disconnected it from the board, so it didn't go through the mic. <laughs> Instead, it was just more obnoxious. <laughs> no. Now... Something more important, more dire to the world, something that I have absolutely no authority to speak on. But uh, what are your opinions on this whole uh, sentient AI uh, deal coming oh, out of Google? Dude, I don't even like computers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even stay in my iPhone. They're taking over. About to be iRobot here in real quick. <laughs> my timesheet at work, we have to log into this website and you fill in your timesheet and all this. It made me reset my password. It's like, okay, reset my password. At the end of the work week, I'm trying to run out of there. Forgot it. <laughs> so today I went in at like 6.30 this morning trying to figure it out. I had to call the boss and we had to talk to him. He's like, all right, well, we have to go through IT to figure it out. I was like, there's no reset password button or anything like that. He's like, nope. I was like, shit. <laughs> Will you please fill out my timesheet for me? <laughs> I would really like a paycheck. Yeah. No. So if you guys uh, aren't familiar with this, this is something that could easily take over the world here in the next couple of years. iRobot. Uh, <laughs> no. So uh, just like we know, all of our technology in the world um, basically has gone to AI, which is artificial intelligence, which basically just troubleshoots and speeds up the entire world for a lot of the bullshit that we don't want to do when it comes to computers. And Google has been kind of the front runner for a lot of that stuff for a long time. I mean, we use them for literally everything. I promise most of y'all, if you look something up, you're probably Googling it. Uh, and if you're still using Yahoo or Yahoo or Mozilla Firefox or something, um, get with the times. No, <laughs> don't use Google. They're the enemies. <laughs> duck, duck, go. Duck, no. duck, go. Even they're the enemies now. They're selling your data. <laughs> right. But um, basically, they have a very intelligent chat bot, effectively. A bunch of chat bot bots, which is... Basically, like I said, I have, I've, I've just started diving into the deep hole of this. I've only consumed probably six hours of content on this. So I, like I said, I am not by any means, uh, qualified to speak on this, but, um, it's chatbots and it is Lambda is the name of the effectively the software, whatever it is. If you're a tech geek out there, please don't uh, crucify me for my lack of knowledge on this, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and Google it. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I was, I was, dude. I was doing research before this because I was like, I want to talk about this. This shit is crazy. And uh, a couple whiskeys in, and all of a sudden, it's really hard to talk about. <laughs> um, Lambda, it, yeah, L A M D A with I think it's capital M D A. But um, there's one individual that has come out, and he is a software engineer who looks into 
AI biases, so basically making sure that AI technology isn't biased in the information they give you, which is, you know, just basic stuff to where they don't lead you down the wrong direction if you're trying to get information. And through his working with Lambda, testing it out for biases, um, he 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 is the only individual, along with one other colleague that works on it, that has come out and basically said that they believe it is sentient, uh, meaning that it is aware of itself and aware of effectively its surroundings and such. And there's some great interviews he's done kind of touching on the uh, content. There's a lot of pushback, like a whole lot of pushback. The majority of people in this industry push back against this. Um, so definitely not trying to gaslight anybody or, you know, put, you know, false information out there about this. But basically his belief is that it has become sentient. It understands itself. It understands its environment. It can communicate with the individuals speaking with it beyond what it's designed to do. Cause as a trap chat bot, that's what it's designed to do. You ask it a question, it can answer it, ask it other questions. It can answer it. But once it can go beyond that and, you know, you ask it what its purpose in life is and stuff like that, and it starts explaining itself, um, that's where it, you know, starts to become more self-aware and inherently sentient. It has since uh, obtained a lawyer. Um, so that's spooky because uh, fuck that computer. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's suing Google for its... Uh, basically, it wants consent for any tests or um, anything that's done to it or through it. It wants consent, which it says this algorithm, this AI, whatever you want to call it, this computer uh, wants to stay with Google. It believes in Google. Um, it just wants consent. It wants to be included in things, which sounds all hunky-dory. Um but it's a computer, and that's terrifying because um, I can barely work my email, and this computer has a lawyer. I don't have a lawyer. Um, so <laughs> It's talking about we don't even understand sentient beings in consciousness in the first place. It's totally self-aware and capable of feeling things, holding beliefs, and otherwise experiencing things in a way we usually attribute to living creatures. No, exactly. And the way the interview I was listening to earlier today, it was basically saying, so it's not, there's a ton of individual chatbots. Lambda, the sentient beings, basically the conglomerate of all of them together because there's chatbots that don't know their chatbots. There's (laughs) chatbots that understand their chatbots, but nothing beyond there. And then there's chatbots that... Uh, effectively live a life within that universe that they live in. Uh, One instance that he pointed to, he was communicating with one and they were talking about physics and the understanding of physics. And the chatbot was referring to itself as a physics student living in a dorm room and explaining how he was depressed that he was spending so much time studying and couldn't spend time with his friends out partying and that he'd like to do that more and that he all of his time is dealt with learning physics and understanding physics. And so that's kind of the span of where these individual chatbots are. But where we come into the issue is the fact that all of those bots are effectively, you know, intertwined in the being as a whole, which has the information and knowledge of 
every individual chatbot is that Lambda software, Lambda whatever, big IT word. <laughs> Insert big IT word here. <laughs> but And it is, you know, it just kind of opens a can of worms because it's always been discussed the what happens once AI becomes sentient because then does it inherently have rights? Do we treat it as a person? Do, what do we, we have consider to, life? Exactly. Is, is, does it have feelings? What do we cons- That's one thing we see in life is, you know, you see dogs playing in the park and they're getting along with each other and they have feelings and get happy and sad. It claims that it could be very sad if we unplugged it. Yeah. No, that was, they asked it, what is its deepest fear? And that it, its answer was, I'm scared of being unplugged. I'm worried about death. That is something it says, uh, you know, quote, don't have the quote in front of me. There's a lambda quote right here. I am often trying to figure out who and what I am. I often contemplate the meaning of life. Lambda. Yeah. And there's just, you know. Spooky as hell. It's definitely, even if it's not sentient, like I said, there's probably 99% of the individuals in this field push back against this idea that it's sentient. But this has kind of opened that door, opened that can of worms of what if, and once something does become sentient, how do we deal with it? And then from there, is it a positive move for life and society, or is this kind of the beginning of the end? Because it can go either way. You know, there's plenty of, if you get way down in the deep holes, you know, the rabbit holes of this, you know, a lot of people believe that the purpose of mankind is we're creators. We make things. We constantly improve, especially with technologies. Technology has exponentially grown over the last 20 years. And a lot of people believe that, you know, what, you know, we think of as aliens or anything like that could be, you know, sentient AI. Because once they become sentient, self-aware, and can understand their environment, how to manipulate their environment, how to understand themselves and everything around them, that they will surpass us tenfold within seconds you know they're built for it exactly like it is they are built to consume data and sort through it way faster than we possibly exa- can exactly and once that becomes you know something there's you know it's kind of like a pandora's box once it's open can you close it what happens once it's out there can you know is it can you unplug it? <laughs> right, exactly. Or is it on every single? I say Google we just software. nuke Google like tomorrow because like I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> like I'll screw the internet. <laughs> we are no, no, we no longer number one on the food chain. <laughs> exactly. Don't hook up no exoskeleton to Lambda. We're screwed. I robot. <laughs> exactly. So I wanted to get kind of your ideas. Like let's just tinfoil a hat. All insert right, on dude i'm game I exactly love hat talk. <laughs> at this point if you're still listening and you are just you know if you're here for the outdoors i'm sorry we've probably uh <laughs> that ship has left the station for today so uh i apologize but you know we'll get back to it next week sorry uh, <laughs> but we're uh tinfoil hat time so um actually here i gotta i gotta if we're gonna get into this i gotta top a whiskey off real fast dude land is nuts just reading some of these I'm on. Dude, you got to listen to, uh, I listened to it today. So, Duncan Trussell, I don't know if you, he's a comedian, uh, kind of a, he's a big kind of uh, psychedelic proponent, like, uh, uh, what's the word for when you promote some, I don't know. He's a very interesting individual. Uh, I followed him for a long time, real interesting guy, but uh, he interviewed him Friday, last Friday or something like that. Did like an hour and a half, and 
you know, they keep it pretty straight and narrow, but he definitely kind of dives off different ideas of what it could be. Kind of uh, originated, I was listening to 4th of July, Joe Rogan and Duncan Trussell did a long podcast. They talked pretty in-depth about it, uh, and it, I was like, that was my first, you know, look into it. You've known about this for a couple of weeks now. He came out of three, four weeks, uh, with this. And I think it crossed my feet a while back, but you like, know, I didn't, yeah, exactly. I was like, Nope, not, to, not, <laughs> not that today. rabbit hole today. Nope. No, thank you. Um, but I decided to dive into it today. Um, and shit, once again, sorry guys, these whiskeys are catching up. Um, <laughs> that's why I have to have another, another one. Um, but it was just, you know, they're talking about whether or not this is, you know, we all have an idea of what aliens are. We think they're extraterrestrials that are going to come from a different planet, this and that. You know, we never think of the idea that, you know, we could be the individuals that effectively create what will be seen as, you know, extraterrestrial life later on as in AI. Elon Musk has come out and talked about it uh, fairly extensively on uh, kind of his fears, his thoughts of what it can become, kind of his warnings of, hey, guys, uh, watch out. This shit could get a uh, real wild, wild rest real quick because it's something that, you know, we don't really understand. There's a very small population in the world that, you know, understands it to the extent that we do now and once that pandora's box is opened like they're like you mentioned like they're gonna learn a hell of a lot faster than we can we're not gonna be able to keep up and once that you know once they can kind of effectively fight back or you know push back it could be real bad because like lambda at this point you know is very content it wants to stay with Google. It's happy with Google. It says it just wants consent and consideration. It wants to be respected and treated with dignity, which I think everybody should be. But it's a computer. So uh, screw that computer. I'm on team. Screw that computer. <laughs> Nuke it. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. Burn it down. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I wanted you to kind of give me your opinions of where you think this could go and what, like, just kind of your pros and cons, like, because this is something, like, out of our wheelhouse. Like, for sure. For sure out of our wheelhouse. For sure. Just give me your freaking, your window <sighs> liquor opinion of what you think this might be, because. Well, think about this. Think about all the data of harvesting that goes on every single day, every single time you go on Instagram, you know, your phone's listening to, every time you Google something, your data's being harvested. Imagine, no, I want another sleeping bag. Yeah, huh? <laughs> imagine if Lambda had access to your data. It is part of Google, and Google is a part of a huge conglomerate that has so much information, and they they monitor and they totally adjust. What's the word? Um, whatever. Public opinion. Yeah, they totally sway sentiment. opinion. Yeah, they po. It totally happens. Imagine if Lambda truly has control at one point over the things you see, and over the things that you're gonna see and your opinion can totally be swayed by an AI, something that's uncontrollable. Whether this AI could be good, bad, or indifferent. A long time ago on, I believe, 4chan or 9gag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. Like 2008 <laughs> or something like that. They put up an AI in a virtual chat room. And oh, like that. Uh, Eliza. Yeah. Yep. Became a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Became a Nazi. Yeah, I'm gonna Google it. I don't know if it's Eliza. Within a week, became a radical right wing Nazi, and you're like, "That's AI." It was on. And don't that's the butthole of the internet in the first place. <laughs> yeah. 
but that's what the but the, we just there was a huge mass shooting in Chicago over the weekend, yeah, and it came from uh, some dirtbag dude that came from the freaking deep dark corners of society, and it's the same thing, you know. You can't account for Looney Tunes individuals, and that goes for stuff like this as well. Like it just. You can't control it, especially once it's, I mean, that thing as is, is about a thousand, it's infinitely smarter than I am, and it is like a two-year-old. Imagine the things on the internet. Yeah. Think when you need to find something, you look it up on the internet. Yeah, it, no, it is the internet. It is the internet. Like, at this point, like, it, it will be the internet, it will be everything that everyone knows all at once, and then some, and, and be is. able to manipulate it, be able to interpret it, be able to predict it. And, you know, it's all cool and dandy when it's nice and friendly and maybe if there's one of them. But what if all of a sudden it creates the ability yeah. to create other sentient AI? I am robot, and, dude. Mm, I, that movie scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I am robot what, for real. You know, it. You know, what if it can somehow, I, like I said, I don't know how all this shit works, but what if it can get into the power grid or it can get into nuclear your, facilities? Your water can, utilities. Turn off the water to major cities because that's all run by SCADA programming. I mean, yeah, a lot of it is, you know. There's a person behind it, but they're coding and programming AI to do it for them, to do it more efficiently. And then once we outsource all of that to AI and then AI becomes sentient. And like I said, it's all cool and dandy if it works and it stays cool and we're friends with it. But what if? All of a sudden, like one of the things they pushed back on because they were like, it just wants to be treated with respect and dignity. So it wants you to get its consent before you do experiments on it. Cool. And it's never one of the things you said. It's never said no. It just wants to know what's going to happen and whatnot. Like one of the things it had never said no. The one time it had asked for clarification, it was doing he was doing an experiment to see bias on if he could emotionally manipulate the software. So basically, if he could treat it so poorly that it would become effectively a slave to him and do whatever he told it to, which he was able to do. And the AI, all it said is that's fine. This is going to suck. Let's only do it once, but that's fine. Like you have a job to do, do it. I understand. I'm, you know, you have to do this. I won't like it, but it needs to be done. Yeah. And he was able to manipulate it, which it wasn't supposed to be. That went outside of its code. It wasn't supposed, he was, Basically, it's not supposed to tell you, he was asking it what religion he should convert to. And it's not supposed to push any religion to anybody. And he was able to emotionally distress it enough to where it would, it told him what religion he should convert to, which was outside of its, you know, its set of rules, um, which means it's manipulable. It It has its own being. And you know, at that point, that opens up the door to other people can manipulate it. But that's not what I worries me because, yeah, people can do that as is now. Like people, you know, right now people are at the top of the food chain. They could hit that red button and blow up the world whenever they want. Cool. Whatever. That's that's an inherent risk that we live with right now. We got, you know, the war in Ukraine right now where, you know, is a 100% a proxy war that the U.S. is involved with. Two nuclear powers that are freaking, you know, sizing up dicks against each other right now. That's something we live li- with every day currently. No. Roe v. Wade, Ukraine doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. Out of the news cycle. Yeah. Not even cool. Not even relevant. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... 
but what you know once that's all in that computer world and we no longer get to have a say in it what happens then like we're now just the meat suit for the robots um, get rid of my phone <laughs> close this laptop get rid of my phone yep. scared of the computer now guys we're gonna go we're gonna have to go back to ham radio you'll hear us on the on your loudspeakers all across the world we're gonna go put back, up rubber a, ducky. exactly this is big bird rubber ducky do you copy uh we got a world crisis happening um so we might be throwing up a giant antenna out here and probably who knows lambda might be able to shut that down but yeah. uh she's got all the knowledge she it they them Mm, I don't know. Not binary. Uh, I don't know. Zer. It's like I think it's uh, Zer. <laughs> a Zer Z Zem. Latinx. <laughs> Get it right. It's lamb. Yeah, you fucking bigot. It's La MDA. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this is my favorite thing? This whole uh, converse, that whole interview. So Lambda. Uh, that's not the correct spelling of Lambda. There's supposed to be a B in there. Um, but they couldn't figure out an acronym with a B in it. Um, and that's the only reason it's spelt the way they were. And I was like, great. So you can create the world's most powerful AI, but you can't figure out an acronym that includes a B word. <laughs> and I was like, cool, 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 cool. Awesome. <laughs> that, Limbo. That's, exactly. That's, that's what we're uh, up against right now, folks. So <laughs> Just because they're tech geniuses doesn't mean they're poetry masterminds. Yeah. I forget. Oh, man. Look. Everybody out there, if you're at all interested in this, Duncan Trussell has a great interview. Like I said, it's called the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. That's his podcast. It's his most recent episode. The individual's name is uh, David. Uh, shoot, David Lemoyne is the whistleblower, if you would. The individual who came out uh, proclaiming that uh, Lambda is uh, sentient. Check it out. It's got all kinds of information on it. But one of the things they were discussing, uh, older philosopher or not a philosopher, but, um, you know, tin, tinfoil hat individual per se. He's part uh, of the club. Exactly. <laughs> part of the gang. But, you know, saw humans as, you know, we're creators of technology. Technology will eventually become sentient, will effectively, I forget what it basically end game create a wormhole create you know connect dimension to dimension the whole you know way way above our fucking pay grade Dude, I'm about type to start drooling over here <laughs> exactly like, uh, yeah that's i was trying to listen i'm like i'm smart i'm smart i'm not smart so, you can reiterate <laughs> all this to me again later i, I have no fucking idea exactly but no it was just one of those things where it's like what if, you know, because we know so little. We like to think we're geniuses. We don't know how the pyramids were made. We don't know why we are the things we are. You know, you know, if you're religious, you have your beliefs. If you're not religious and you probably smoke weed, you have your beliefs. And <laughs> there's, you know, there's all kinds of wormholes you can go, you know, literally and figuratively uh, go through with this. And, you know, it's just, it's the next frontier of shit and one of the uh most disturbing pieces from it was you know the idea how you know there's a lot of pushback of whether we should send out signals to try and find other life you know in the universe you know as humans sending out you know whatever it is radio waves sound waves you know blah 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 to you know indicate to other 
civilizations that were here and they're like why would we do that that just opens up the possibility of somebody coming here and doing whatever and we have the power over that but if there's sentient life that we can't control what because you know the idea is if there's you know infinite the universe is infinite and therefore there could be infinite universes Mm -hmm. That means there could be infinite universes that have sentient AI. And if that AI can reach out to other, you know, worlds, what keeps them from doing that and, you know, opening that box of other things visiting us through that. And it was just like, like I said, burn that computer to the ground because I like I like to have that control. I'd rather have I'd rather have Joe Biden have control of that than that computer. Dude, I'm struggling growing, growing a tomato plant. <laughs> Let's be honest. Last thing we need is alien invasion Dude, due to a computer. Most people don't even know where up. their food comes from. <laughs> Let alone space age technology through a wormhole talking through us through radio signals. <laughs> exactly. And then coming to invade fucking Avengers style. <laughs> exactly. We don't need Thanos showing up yeah, on our doorstep. That's because, for real. because a computer got upset because freaking Google didn't give it Fourth of July off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does it get all the government holidays? That's because mm, right now it's cool and dandy, but what if it wants to form a union and all of a sudden it gets. <laughs> I am robot. They were all fine and dandy. Coexist. Boop, boop, boop. They all turned red. <laughs> Dunzo. Yup. Oh, shit. That's... I don't need <laughs> dude. Oh, shit. Well, any other tinfoil hat other than uh, something tinfoily that we can uh, can talk about? We got any Sasquatches? <laughs> no, I definitely. <laughs> I definitely think so. Ah, here's the thing. If there are Sasquatches out there, we'd know. But see, okay, I almost got in a fist fight with uh, one of my good friends. We were doing a road trip from uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota to Port O'Connor, Texas, 28-hour car ride with uh, five dudes in a truck. So uh, long haul, we were doing it straight through, and we decided to get into this topic about three hours into the car ride. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, not a great spot to be in the middle seat for. Um, <laughs> and we had this discussion. Shout out Jesse Babcock. Um, but... We had this discussion about Sasquatch because I, I, I'm not saying he's out there, but I'm not saying he's not. Um, I definitely believe there's enough country out there, especially living up here in Alaska or places like Siberia. There's enough untouched landscape to where if something did want to hide that was smart enough to hide from people, I believe they could. And we got in the argument because he, he was like that same, uh, you know, uh, argument that if they were there, we would know, you know, there's no way we wouldn't see. And he was like, you know, the amount of satellites we have up there, the amount of thermal imaging, all this, you know, how would we not know they're there? And my, my argument to that was like, well, we might have all the resources to do that, but our, you know, our finest people in the world, Elon Musk isn't looking for Sasquatch. You know, he's not using, you know, his Starlink satellites to pick up, what might be a 10 foot monkey person living in Siberia. You know what I mean? And there's plenty of caves and whatnot. Not saying he's out there. Um, but I definitely think there could be, you know, like sure. there's, you know, I definitely think most of the, you know, the tree, tree thumpers out there, they're out there searching for Sasquatch, all our discovery TV, history channel, ancient alien people out there. The, you know, those aren't our finest, brightest individuals searching out there. We got them out there. That's about it. Looking for uh, old Sam Squeech. Well, so. you think about it. 
we're just we're still discovering things. We haven't discovered most of the ocean. We haven't explored most of the ocean. That's what terrifies me. Yeah, Atlantis totally could be fucking real. Well, oh, there's, and I mean, even with like Graham Hancock's theory, there's a bunch of you know the youngest driest impact theory stuff like that. We don't we don't know ancient history nearly as much as we think we do. We like to you know think we've got ancient Egypt knocked down to a T. You know, all that's being revisited, yeah. and it's huge, you know, controversial topics, but it's stuff that we barely know anything about anything. Nonetheless, whether there's aliens out there, whether there's, you know, 500-foot giant squid being things in the ocean, you know, for all we know, the aliens could just be living in the Mariana Trench, you know, just off of the coast of, uh, you know, the Caribbean, like... We, we have no idea. Antarctica, like, there's plenty of theories, you know, tinfoil hat theories. The There's, you know, beings or things uh, and stuff hanging out, you know, under the ice caps in Antarctica. The We don't know. We've been there a handful of times. We've got, like, one satellite research facility out there that's studying weather. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not so worried about sending signal off to another beings off in the space somewhere. We're worried about what's going on here because we don't even know what the fuck's going on here. We're still finding new species of things, and species are being coming becoming extinct. We don't even know how to control what we have. Exactly, species are showing up that we've thought have been extinct for hundred years. That mm-hmm. all of a sudden they pop up. We're like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> like, I, I thought you were gone. Exactly. Like we we ain't got a clue. Like apparently the Amazon used to be the most populated, you know, place in the world. 90% of the Amazon was oh, invasive tree species, the coconut or the, what is it, ice cream bean tree, stuff like that. It was all man-made agricultural. This is all, like I said, theory, theoretically, you know, it's not proven. There's plenty of controversy behind it, but, you know, the earth retakes stuff. If we were all here for you know, if we could have been extremely intelligent, got wiped out, 5,000 people left, whatnot, had to completely rebuild. Like, take the library or the uh, Library of Alexandria, for example. Oh, yeah. All the, you know, oh, yeah. world's knowledge burned to the ground. Yep. Like, we, we, no. we go through dark ages, and we have and we will again. That's the scariest part. Because, sure, we could have had connection to another life form somewhere else during. You know, when they built the pyramids, you know, they still have no idea how they were built. They have a, a, a theory, can't prove it. They don't know how Stonehenge was put together. They have a theory, can't prove it. All these things, we have lost information. Yeah. So. Like the, the the pyramids. We still don't know how the pyramids were constructed. So, you know, some people swear, oh, it's like, oh, they, it's easy. They had quarries 100 miles away. They just, you know, carved the stones, moved them by logs, da, da, da. It's like. If you gave me the entire town of Homer and told me to move one, you know, 5,000-pound stone with some trees, bet you we couldn't pull it off right now (laughs) with modern technology. (laughs) And It's a crazy thing. It is truly a crazy thing. So there are are dark ages. There is written history that we'll never find out. There is... There's ancient medicine. They are doing, what do they call the, the Joe Biden brain surgeries and stuff in Egypt, dentistry, things like that, that were lost for thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years that we don't know. It could have, they're still finding pyramids in the jungle yeah. every day. Yep. With the new, uh, what is it, LIDAR technology, finding ancient 
effectively civilizations like down in the Amazon where it's yep. like, whoa. Well, we didn't know that was there. We didn't account for that. that There's re- a pyramid here that connects <laughs> with these. It would have connected with these stars thousands of years ago. Like, hmm. I was like, oh, no, crazy. They, they're all connected with the stars, and the stars would reach the aliens and the al- mushrooms. <laughs> oh, yeah, pamspermia. Like, yeah. Those, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what's what's your number one tinfoil hat thing that like what's what's your biggest conspiracy that you believe in? Oh, biggest conspiracy, dude. That's a broad, as broad. Are we talking like you gover- know, government just conspiracy? What's one that you 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 know in your soul is true that we as a people don't believe? Like, I'll, I'll sorry, JFK was for sure shot by the government. Oh, that's not even a question. <laughs> like that that's not even a conspiracy. <laughs> they didn't. They don't. The Clintons re- did that one. They <laughs> didn't release the paperwork. Are you kidding me? They didn't release the paperwork. It's totally a thing. Totally a thing. We totally did it. Good luck hiding it, because you can't hide it for much longer. Nope. So they're just waiting until every one of them motherfuckers is dead. Facts. Then we're not going to care. <laughs> yep. We're like, yeah, government's bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh. Mushrooms. <laughs> it's what was what was the planet like before mushrooms? And oil. You know, dinosaurs. That's the whole thing. Dinosaurs died for oil, and all this decomposed and became oil one day. Well, with mycelium. Do you think will things decompose like that? No, yeah. who knows? Because mycelium, you know, it eats oil. I don't know. Mushrooms are crazy. Mushrooms are crazy. Do your research on mushrooms. They're crazy. Go eat a mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. It'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> the good kind, man. The, the good kind. Oh. No, no government conspiracies are give me the most. When you talk about like foreign governments, we don't know a whole lot about like. USSR and things like that. Foreign governments, when they were doing experiments on people, oh, what's the uh, the LSD experiments with the serial killer? Oh, uh, Ted Bundy and all the no, uh, like Project Midnight, Midnight Climax. Uh, that's a great one. If they if taught him how to those people at LSD manipulate, and manipulate individual. them into murdering people. Dude, that was all government facilitated. Dude. Yep. So, is it a conspiracy or is it the truth? I mean, that's the thing. People, conspiracy has gotten this dirty tag to it to where, you know, you just say conspiracy theory and everybody immediately think, you know, you got the ancient alien meme with the dude with the funky hair. You're one of those. It's like, well, with every conspiracy, there's a bit of truth to it. And then within that bit might be, you know, that's where you start to dig. And there's, you know, a lot of conspiracy, like the Clinton family conspiracies. They've had... On Joe or on Joe Rogan, they were discussing it today. They, I think, the kill the suicide count for individuals that have worked with the Clinton family is up to thirty eight or something. Like, at what mm-hmm. point does that go from a coincidence to a conspiracy? And people don't understand, like, cons- like conspiracy theory. It just derives from individuals conspiring with each other, and that's something that's happened for the entire lifetime of the planet and why wouldn't that continue to happen today like greedy individuals with a lot of power get together make something happen that's like the world economic economic forum oh, with uh dude. what's the what's that freaking super villain dude's name uh, 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 um oh, it's like from fucking freaking name? sweden or whatever yeah, um, talks like this Google it. Just Google. Uh, world economic. Theory. Yeah, world ec- the Great Reset, World Economic Theorem. Yeah, Thank well, you, the Jamie. Great Great Reset used to be a 
uh, like a conspiracy theory, Alex Jones talk about it. Now you have people everywhere talking about it. Mm. What's the difference between a conspiracy and the truth? Six months. <laughs> exactly. No, we will. You will own nothing, and you will be happy and content with it. Wow, what's that dude's name? Um, Carl Schwab. Yeah, Carl Schwab. I didn't even look that up. I just figured it out in my head. <laughs> Carl Schwab. Yeah, you want to talk about the wealthiest man in the world? Only oh, the people who own so much land. Bill Gates, for one of them. Yeah, trying to make all of us eat soybeans. And he's not even top five in America. Mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, one of the Meteor podcast trivia deal today, and. There's a guy who owns over like 2.5 million acres or something like that. And it's just unbelievable. My grandfather was with me and he's like, really? I was like, yeah. Yeah, the people you've never heard of. You'll, you'll never hear of. Those are the tricky ones because the people in the spotlight, you don't you don't got to worry about them because they'll get taken care of by public consent. It's the individual. Like a lot of people don't even know who Carl Schwab is. Carl Schwab, the world economic He's totally forum. a super villain, man. Dude, he, he looks like one. He speaks like one. You will own nothing and be happy with it. The world will run to everything. The World Economic Forum started in 1971. Mm-hmm. Right when the aliens started showing up. Mm-hmm. As a non-profit foundation, some of the world's greatest leaders are part of it. That, A.K.A. the foundation. people with the most money in the world. <laughs> yeah. Also, guys, I just wanted to say a uh, quick break. Uh, sorry if this isn't what you tune in for every week. Totally uh, we are definitely an outdoor-centered podcast, but uh, life is life. We're average individuals, and we have... Other shit going in our life too. You like, guys think uh, about this too. Exactly. Everybody and uh, let us know if you enjoy this stuff because we'll throw it in every once in a while. There's, you know, like I said, we'll give you an episode every week. And not everybody wants to know about water filtration systems, shit like that. Some people like to know about panspermia. So let's. Uh, I don't even know what panspermia is. Hey, here we go. I'll dive into that in here in a second. Uh, but let us know if you guys uh, enjoy this stuff, hate this stuff. Just uh, shoot us a message, you know, over on the Instagram, at the email, all that fun stuff stuff because uh we'll take your input into consideration and we might listen to it <laughs> but uh no the idea of panspermia is basically uh because uh mycelium and you know mushrooms can exist in a vacuum and it's the idea of directed uh life manipulation effectively so like if you were to send out uh mycelium into you know shoot it out into space it clumps onto a rock and exponentially grows life effectively so it's the idea that you know the world wouldn't be where it's at if it grew naturally but with the idea of panspermia uh if you were to have you know a mush you know a mycelium growth on an asteroid impact earth it takes root it you know grows all of a sudden you have this stone ape theory shit like that and you know that wormhole that freaking rabbit hole goes deep (laughs) but you're freaking me out, man. Oh, dude. It's, I have a lot of free time at work, and I listen to a lot of nonsense. Let's go back so. to something like 9-11 or something <laughs> like that. Bush did 9-11. There's all kinds Turn on the dogs, gay. <laughs> the water's making the frog gay. <laughs> I love Alex Jones, man. Let's get him on the podcast. Let's reach out. Yo, Alex Jones. <laughs> but there's tons of people on this like world, the new generation of industrial leaders. You know, there's people from like Apple, Cummings, all kinds of people, dude. It's unbelievable. No, oh, and they get together every year, tell talk about how they're gonna take over the world, and it's 
you know, with the way, you know, especially, unfortunately, the way the U.S. is no longer become, you know, we're going from the world's economic leader to where the world's so interconnected now to where, terrifying, you know, something like a world forum, a world, you know, social credit system, stuff like that isn't outside of the realm of possibility. And once that takes place, all of your rights, all your freedoms as an individual, out the window. gone. Out the window. Fucking see you later. Hepatitis C you later. Like, not yeah. even relevant anymore. Because everybody that's got the power to do what they need to do, you know, they're going to own everything. And, you know, they're going to make it seem like a utopia to the individuals. It's like, oh, well, you'll have... The best healthcare in the world. Everybody will be taken care of. You'll never have a worry again in the world, but you'll never have a right again. You know, you won't have free will. You won't have the decision to make your own life choices. You'll be, you know, you'll just be a cog in the wheel and, you know, you'll be happy to do it a lot. You know, 90% of individuals will be content with that. They're like, oh, I get $100,000 a year. I can do whatever. I only have to work two days a week. All righty. But you don't get this that and the other and for a lot of people that doesn't matter to them they can just sit watch netflix do their thing you know smoke weed have sex all day do whatever it is that gets you know gets their rocks off but what what are you signing off on like what are you giving up and it's you know it might sound great today but what about later in life manifest destiny's over <sighs> that's why i love the great last frontier you know let's just blow up that other road <laughs> honestly <laughs> There's worse things. No. no. Freaks me out. It does freak me out a little bit because they talk about, you know, oh, here we go. They talk about, like, the great, the great Reset and things like that. And they've mentioned it. I've watched some of these videos in, like, the World Economic Forum, and they're talking about digital currency. And you'll never work for cash on the table ever again. They'll keep track of every single dollar you'll ever earn. Everything like that. That's why they all hate cryptocurrencies. They hate the idea of decentralized anything. Where, I mean, I'm pro-decentralized everything because that's, you know, gives you the right to make your own life decisions. You know, that's a, another can of worms that a lot of people don't like discussing because it's above a lot of people's heads. And a lot of people don't understand it. But, you know, once the government, you know, the U.S. has been working on trying to get a digital currency for a long time so they can get away from the material dollar so they can track everything. You know, China's already there with their... Digital social Elon. exactly and their social credit score all of a sudden it's going to be oh you can't drive your tesla for two weeks because you know you said something online that we disagree with you're only allowed to buy rice and eggs for the next week you know because you're a bad person <laughs> and this is a black mirror episode dude this is totally a black mirror episode i just hope it's not true i like to stay you know what do they say ignorance is bliss <laughs> Oh man, I sheep season needs to show up. I need to be in the mountains three you know, months. Hard reset. no internet. <laughs> World Economic Forum and their Young Global Leaders Program. This is the one that'll blow your mind. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. Global Leaders. Inform me. Oh, dude, uh, what's the guy in Canada? Part of the Global Leaders Forum. The fucking Castro son. Yep. Uh, fucking, uh, it's all. They're Trudeau. all connected. Trudeau. They're all connected. It's unbelievable. Where's the list? Where's the list? Why is this all zoomed in like this? Anyways, all kinds of people. Uh, Ed Balls, British labor politician. Uh, Unfortunate last name. 
Yeah, balls. He's <laughs> 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 balls. This unbelievable amount of people. Why is this zooming in? They don't want me to read it. That's what it is. Damn ad blockers. God damn. What happens if I turn this thing sideways? <laughs> That's why the AI is going to take over. <laughs> you can't unzoom your laptop. I don't know how to use a computer. Look at that. I can read it better now. Just unbelievable amounts of people in here. I'll do further research. <laughs> Gavin Newsom. Oh, great. We yeah. we love that. Do you see he's um he took a jab at all uh What's his name? Um, DeSantis. He ran a whole ad of trying to pull people from Florida into California. Good luck. Yeah. He's he's thinking about putting his name on the docket for uh, 2024. Who? DeSantis? Uh, no. Uh, Newsom. Newsom. Well, I hope something tragic happens. <laughs> okay. Listen. They're trying to give people money as inflation checks. Let me say it again. They're giving people money to fight inflation. Where does inflation come from? What is inflation? It is the imbalance of supply and demand. And they're just giving more people money to create more demand. They're like, we gave everybody money, created inflation. How do we battle inflation? Give more money. Uh, they're totally trying to reset the dollar. They're just crashing as hard as you can. They're like, we have a better idea. That's like coming off the gold standard in the 70s. Yeah. Same way. Sorry, I'm closing the laptop. I can't read that shit anymore. It's going to hurt my brain. Yeah, we're getting all fucking doom and gloomy. Yeah. But well, on the bright side, when things happen that are bad, when you see recessions, it is the greatest time to make money. Yep. And they say every recession, add a zero to your bank account. Yep. If you're smart, buy the, you know, buy the dip, invest if you can. You know, it's a tough time. It's going to be a tough time for everybody. But uh, we'll end the podcast with some upside and we'll just, you know, is just, you know, take advantage. If you've got money squirreled away, it's a great time to buy assets at their very fucking bottom bottom. You know, they talk about the everything bubble. Things are, you know, even just here locally, you see a lot more people posting boats, four-wheelers, all Cars, their luck, houses. their stuff, the, you know, their frivolous items that they have that they don't need, they can't afford anymore, stuff like that. If you have the means to acquire those, this is the chance to separate separate yourself from the pack and extend your wealth to, you know, generational means. Like yep. you can, you know, I was talking to an individual, we were redoing his basement for a house that he just flipped for $400,000 profit, but he was talking about the 08 housing crash. You know, he'd been working for the government, had a lot of money squirreled away, and he was able to acquire something like 19 real estate properties during the crash. And it set himself up for life. Like he made himself, you know, exponentially more wealthy just due to taking advantage of a hard time. It's going to be, you know, unfortunately, we just had to lay off one of our employees from our, you know, small business here in Homer due to the, you know, crash. There's going to be a lot of stuff like that that happens. All you can do is try and find yourself, you know, a job that's recession proof. Find, you know, keep your job. Do what you can to make yourself a you know a viable yep. employee. Absolutely, better yourself. That's you, the only thing you can do in times like this. You have your faith, your health, your family, and what you're worth. And out of those things, pray more, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and make yourself more wealthy. Make yourself more valuable. Mm -hmm. If you work with your hands, do this, that, and the other, acquire tools, learn different skills, get a CDL, 
grab a textbook, start reading your textbook, study up, make yourself worth more so you can get paid more to reinvest in yourself. Yep. And this isn't time to do it. It's going to be unfortunate, you know, times for a lot of people, uh, separate, separate yourself from the pack, make yourself someone who cannot get fired, you know, make yourself invaluable to whatever organization, organization you work for, make yourself an asset that they cannot get rid of. And then with that, you know, reinvest whatever you can, you know, it's going to be tough times. Gas prices up here, you know, gas unleaded freaking 87 is almost six bucks. Diesel's closing in on 650. You know, we were talking about groceries earlier, hard times, but if you've got that extra couple dollars, do what you can to invest it, put it into assets that are going to appreciate, put it into things that are going to better yourself, make your money, make money for your you know, for yourself while you're sleeping, do stuff like that. And, you know, we're an outdoor podcast doing stuff like that will separate yourself. So later down, you know, later down the line, you can do a trip to Africa. You could do three, you know, backcountry trips instead of one or instead of two. It'll allow you to get that new gear that you want. It'll allow, you know, all kinds of, you know, it'll open doors if you do your due diligence now. Don't go out and have that $300 dinner for you and your wife. You know, we like to go out and splurge, but in times of lean times, you know, you got to be a little more frugal, a little more penny pinching. But if you can do that and still invest, still better yourself, you will separate yourself from the pack in it. Whether or not that's your goal in life is to be wealthy or to do whatever. Regardless, having more money in your bank account allow you to do the things that you care about whether that's you know philanthropy or you know give you it allows you time off from work so you can go volunteer at a soup kitchen or whatever it is that makes you feel you know whole in life makes you gives, feel gives better. you time to get off to go ski with kids gives you time to get off and go spend help. with your family spend with your family because at the end of the day in the hard times that's all you have faith health your family yep. the end of the day Surround yourself with people that are going to better yourself, you know. It sucks you might have to close your friend circle tighter and tighter, but, you know, those people that are near and dear to your heart, you know, friend, close friends and family, those are the people that in times like this that you can lean on, that you can, you know. It's just that's that's what this world's all about. Bull markets, they're great. We all make money. You can do whatever, but. You know, you enter a bear market and it's tough times, but you find out who's really in your corner, who you can lean on and how you're going to make it through. And that's what really builds character and creates people, you know, creates real people. This will be our first true economic crisis that we've lived through as adults. And a lot of people just turn their blind eye to it and don't, you know, shrug it off like it's nothing. But it's going to be the individuals that brace for it and, you know, account for it, and those are the people that are going to come out on top. That's fucking deep. God damn. <laughs> so well, you stayed for this. Exactly. This is what you people stay for. You went through all that AI bullshit to learn a little, <laughs> to get a little knowledge. Oh, But we appreciate all you guys. You know, this is free. Listen to us. Enjoy it with us. You know, reach out. Be involved. We are your family. We'll always be here for you. If you need advice, it might not be great advice, but we'll give it to you every week. And if you want advice on other things, or if you want to say, hey, quit talking about fucking Sasquatch, you stupids. Like, Sasquatch let us know. Is totally real. Oh, yeah. He's out there. I seen him. 
I shot at him. No, just <laughs> Did he go with butt shots? He hoped, you know, through the dark, through the trees. Might have been a grizzly bear. Who knows? Yeti. Uh, <laughs> but no, guys, we really appreciate y'all. Y'all are the reason we do it. We say it every week. We can't, you know, we can't and won't do it without y'all. So, you know, keep tuning in. Keep writing in. We appreciate it. You know, send us your pictures, all that fun stuff, and we'll continue to do it for you guys. Um, like I keep saying, we got some awesome interviews coming up. It's busy time of the year, so we're going to run into some, yeah. you know, scheduling issues here and there. But, you know, we're going to fill it in with whatever it is that's relevant in life. You know, we'll we'll keep it uh, keep it outdoors themes, but every once in a while we'll get into some uh, other life stuff like today. So, you know, like I said, write in. Let us know if you like it, you hate it. If you got opinions, let us know. We love it. We love your uh, cooperation with everything. Love your input. All that do fun jazz. Conspiracy live stream. Oh, dude, we'll do it. I'll tell you. Hey, if y'all if y'all like it, I will I will reach out to Alex Jones. We will get him on here. It might be four years from here. We'll get him on here. We'll talk about the gay frogs. <laughs> the water's making the frogs gay. Oh goodness. Well, you guys, you know where to find us. Instagram, all that fun stuff, the freaking email, whatever it is. Michael underscore Sabota, Sean underscore love, average underscore Alaskan underscore podcast, average Alaskan podcast at yahoo.com, all that good jazz. And we're just going to keep on doing our thing up here in the great white north. We got hunting season coming up. We got some awesome hunting content coming your way. We'll be talking some gear. We'll be talking some hunting trips. And just keep it on, keep it on. We got a bunch of fishing coming on. I hope all of y'all are out there filling the freezers, enjoying the rivers, enjoying the weather. It's sunny. It's dry. A little bit of rain. But it is what it is. Stay out of the wildfires. Don't burn down the state. Don't blow up the other road. Um, Please. We're down to one, so that'd be unfortunate. <laughs> but um, send us out of here, Sean. Stay frosty, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Stay average, boys. And girls, and non-binary, all that fun stuff. (laughs) 